Let's now check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. And, and my question of the day that I'm asking myself is, when I renovated the house 20 years ago, why didn't I install central air conditioning instead of a central <laughs> vacuum cleaning system? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been a much better choice, it seems. It would have been a very good investment at the moment. <laughs> and, and needless to say, I mean, I'm not even going to look around in Victoria and see whether there's any air conditioners here. If, if I know Victoria's retailers, the one air conditioner they had in stock will already be sold but they'll have a lovely selection of snow shovels, which is usually what you can't find when Victoria gets snow. Ah, yes. Yes. No, I, I've been one, too, that on, on those discussions, uh, I've been the one saying, we don't need to invest in an air conditioner. It never gets that hot and stays hot here. Why would we spend that money? Oh, what silly things now, we've it, said. It's not as bad here as it is in other places. Uh, Victoria sort of... Uh, the, the humor columnist for the Victoria paper, Jack Knox, said that this is a city where they send out an extreme weather warning when the temperature climbs above 19 degrees. So <laughs> right. it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Lytton, it's not Phoenix, it's not even Vancouver. Uh, our, our daughter and her husband are struggling over in Vancouver and phoning us every hour to let us know what the temperature... Hey, do you find... You're, you're probably not of an age where Fahrenheit sounds a lot har- hotter than centigrade, but I do. And oh, it does. Because you tell me it's 81, <laughs> you know, in her place, I go, oh my God, that's awful. Right? <laughs> yes. And some places looking at uh, that are that have gone above 100, you can't even really fathom that idea. What do you mean it's above? What do you mean it's 116? That yeah, doesn't no. even seem like something you would be able to live in. What are you talking yeah, about? I mean, how do people live like this? <laughs> what is yeah. it, Abu Dhabi or something? Yeah, air conditioning. A lot of air conditioning. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So Complaining we, about the weather is one of the benefits of being a British Columbian, yes. and usually it's rain or uh, cold or wind, uh, so it's a change to be able to complain about the heat. That is true, but we will continue doing that, I'm sure, because we're not out of it yet. Uh, something to look forward to, I suppose, though. We are going to get some new modeling numbers today, and the Premier is going to make an appearance, so that would imply that there is some good news coming. Yeah, this is the stage setter for, what do we call it? Is it phase three or level three or whatever? <laughs> anyway, the, re- the reopening plan on track. Um, yeah, I think... Most of the stats, most of the data we've had shows that uh, things are working fairly well. Uh, The only two asterisks I think you put on that now is one is the Delta variant. It uh, is more transmissible. It is causing a lot of trouble in other places. Uh, We don't have a lot of cases of it here yet, but uh, that just may mean that we're, you know, in a different place in the curve and a rising curve. I think the other thing we'll hear today is a caution that uh, every stage we go through on reopening, uh, they wait two weeks to see how things went, one more incubation period. So, Probably we'll hear that as well today, but I think we can expect fairly encouraging reports. Things have been going relatively well, and, you know, there'll be uh, the usual warning about uh, don't give up yet, don't uh, don't relax your guard, maintain uh, the public health advice that's been longstanding. Um, the other thing, I went by uh, one of the casinos over here on the weekend, and uh, the first signs I've seen that, uh, hey, maybe they're getting ready to open up. I think the casinos are hoping uh, once 
come July 1st, uh, they'll be able to go back into business as well. Yeah, I would imagine they're also going to be like, I mean, they haven't opened up at all. We've seen other businesses that have been able, that opened up, whether it was restaurants and then kind of changing, but casinos have been shuttered since the very beginning. Yep. And they're going to hate me for saying this, uh, Jill, but uh, just in time, uh, I see the money laundering inquiry is, uh-huh. is firing up. We thought uh, pretty much it seemed to be over, what, uh, 130, more than 200 witnesses, 130 days of testimony. They were getting ready to write the final report, but we had a release from them on Friday saying, hey, we've got another witness coming. And it sounds like a key witness. This is, uh, this is it's a long saga here. It's an eight-page explanation for what happened here. But uh, the shorthand is this guy is uh, Ross Alderson. He was in charge of anti-money laundering measures at the BC Lottery Corporation from 1975, uh, sorry, from uh, 2015 to 2017, he was on the list of key witnesses. He had acted as a whistleblower, and they lost track of him. I mean, it it wasn't because he was in hiding. He moved back to Australia, left uh, addresses and emails. They ended up not working very well. They tried to reach him. They couldn't. And then this spring, they got a, an, an affidavit from him, from his lawyer, saying um, he's been following the inquiry, is concerned about some of the views and actions that were attributed to him. He would like to come and tell his side of the story. And they said, yes, by all means, uh, we'd love to talk to you. We've been trying to reach you for, <laughs> for some time. So it, it's, it's quite interesting. I know that the uh, regulars who follow this, like John Hua on Global, uh, and Sam Cooper and that will be going, oh, gee, what, th- what this guy has to say is really interesting. Because he was very early on a whistleblower. He talked at some length to Peter German for his report. He was on the key list of witnesses. Then he withdrew his intentions. Now he's back. He's been granted standing. They haven't set the date yet for him to testify. And it it sounds like they'll have to work that into their schedule. They are still trying to get the report done by the end of the year. So it looks as if he'll be testifying probably not this summer, may even be in person this fall. Hmm. I'm still I'm still puzzled by that they lost track of him. Oh, we can't find him. Email doesn't work. I guess he's moved on. Well, yeah, that seems to be exactly what happened. At one point, they got an affidavit from This is weird, but the, again, the, the long explanation, the eight-page explanation. At one point, they got an affidavit from him, but the only address they had for him was a beach resort uh, in Australia, and he checked out. So again, I think it's just one of those things where they went, well, we'd really like to get a hold of you. Uh, the, the commissioner finally made a statement at the inquiry saying, um, we understand he's been following the proceedings, so let me say right here, we'd love to talk to you. And if you're following the proceedings today, get in touch, please. Uh, and if anybody out there knows how to reach this guy, get in touch with him. We really want to talk to him. So the commission has tried very, very hard on this. I, I think one thing you'd have to say, whatever, whatever the final report on this commission says, um, the one thing you would have to say is that getting a Supreme Court judge, Judge Austin Cullen, in to do it 
ensured it would be thorough and fair and balanced. I don't think his findings can be, will be, uh, we can expect to criticize them for lack of thoroughness, uh, for even for following uh, the government's political agenda. I mean, originally they wanted the, the report by this spring, but of course in those days they were planning a spring election too. So uh, I think the one thing about this commission is uh, they are very time-consuming. They take longer than anybody expects. They can be expensive, but when they're in the hands of a judge, they're fair and balanced and thorough.